you have your Bibles this morning, turn to Philippians chapter 3. Philippians chapter 3, we're going to be reading verse 13 and 14 this morning. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind. Y'all pay attention to this word now. Forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. And this is where I really want to focus. I press toward the mark. It's a high mark. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. What I want to talk to you all about today is time. I want to focus on time this morning. Let's just go to the Lord before we begin. Father, I just thank you for this word. Oh, Lord, it's just the word of life. It just speaks volumes to my soul, Lord. And I just thank you, Master, that I have the opportunity to stand here in front of these people today. And, Lord, I take it very seriously. And I just ask right now that, Lord, you get my, myself out of the way, that you would just let your will be done, that the holy anointing, would just rest upon me, Father, that this word that goes forth today would be nothing more and nothing less than what you would have these people to hear. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Like I said, I want to focus on time. And that verse 14 there says, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Paul said that he presses toward the mark. Now, I want you all to think about what that means today. What does it mean to press toward something? He said he was pressing toward a mark that Jesus had set. This goal that he had set for us, this high, un, almost unattainable seeming sometimes, this high mark that he set for us. Paul said he pressed toward it. Now, what does that mean? Does it mean that, that he was just real casual with his, in his life, with his relationship with God? No. It's, it means he took it very serious. It means it was the most important thing to him. It means he put that in the highest priority in his life. Now, if y'all didn't bring your steel-toe shoes this morning, I might could take a minute for y'all to go out and go get them real quick if you need to. I'm going to step on some toes, I promise you. But I want y'all to remember I heard it before you did. You see, there is a great deal of conviction in what I'm going to tell you today. And I stand here before you as humble as I can. And I, like I said, I heard it before you did. You see, we, we spend a whole lot of our time doing any kind of thing you can imagine. Jeremiah said, His word is like fire shut up in my bones. How does it get that way? How does it get that way? It ain't just by casually thinking about God every day. It ain't just because you call yourself a Christian. 
No, listen. You got to spend time with the Father. You've got to spend time in His Word. And you know what I began to think on last night as I was over here preparing? I began to remember that Jeremiah said that His Word is like fire shut up in my bones. That means He couldn't wait to get it out. He couldn't wait to share with somebody the Word He had in Him. Because God had put something in Him so strong that He just had to tell somebody. When was the last time God told you something and you you got some mighty revelation from His Word and you said, oh, i got to tell somebody. His Word is like fire shut up in my bones. You know, there was another instance where some disciples were walking with Jesus and they didn't know it at the time. This was after he had come back from the grave and he walked on this earth for a while. He walked with these disciples down the road and talked with them. And finally at one point he reveals who he was to them and then he's gone. And they said, man, didn't your heart just burn within you when he spoke? You know why? Because it was the living Word right before them. It was the Word of God. You see, if you don't understand what I'm talking about today, it's because you ain't ever had enough of the Word in you. When you get enough of it in you, you just got to come out. You got to get it out to somebody. God will put such a, such a burden on you, you got to share it with somebody. And when you spend enough time with the Father, you spend enough time in His presence, You get to the point where you just want to move. You want to do something greater. You want to jump and shout. You want to stretch a little further. You know, you can spend all your time, like Paul said, looking back behind you, but you ain't going to get anywhere doing that. But he said he's going to look before him. He's going to look what's coming up ahead. He's going to press toward the mark. Press means to move. Press means to be active in it. Press means not to just survive and exist. Press means to be doing something in your life. Man, we make time for everything. I can make time for TV any time, any day of the week. I can make time for going and doing something I want to do whenever it arises. Somebody could call me and say, hey, you want to go do this? Well, I think I can probably work that in. You make a commitment say, I'm going to... I'm going to read my Bible 30 minutes a day. And you may do it for a day or two. But all of a sudden, the new season of of TV shows comes on. And just so happens at 9 o'clock when you were thinking about doing your reading, a new show is coming on. And you've got to watch them shows, don't you? You see, you watched last season. And the new ones are coming on. You've got to see what happened. There was a cliffhanger. We can make time for anything, can't we? But when was the last time you sacrificed something and made some time for God? When was the last time you ritualistically made time for God? And somebody called on the phone and said, Hey, you want to go do this? And you said, No, i got to make time for God. I'm going to tell you all today, you get some alone time. You get you some quiet time with God and you see what happens. You see if God won't start moving in your life. You see if God won't start, the Word won't start feeling like fire shut up in your bones. All of a sudden it becomes alive. See, that is the living Word. But you can read it in a dead state and you won't get no life out of it. 
You can read it. You hear what I said. You can read it in a dead state. And you won't get no life out of it. But when you go to it seeking. Mm-hmm. You go to it seeking. Y'all listen. You go to it seeking. And you say, Father, I need a word from you. Father, I'm, I'm spending my daily time with you. Father, I'm sacrificing because I want to be with you. See, look, it starts out this way. I want y'all to understand this in the natural now. It starts out this way. You do it because you're supposed to. There ain't nothing wrong with that. Ain't nothing wrong with it. And the flesh is going to say, I'd rather be doing something else. But the spirit man says, you can hang on a minute. Because I'm going to make time for God because I know I'm supposed to. But see, as you do it, as this becomes a habit to the natural man, hmm, as it becomes a habit to the natural man, it's blessing the spiritual man. It's feeding the spiritual man. The spiritual man all of a sudden gets stronger. And before you know it, this ain't drudgery anymore. Before you know it, it ain't just out of obedience anymore. Before you know it, you look forward to it. Before you know it, you long for it. Before you know it, you want to get more of the Word in you. Before you know it, you're looking for opportunities to get a little bit of it out of you. See, y'all look at this Christian life in the wrong perspective. I can tell right now by the sound in your voice, you're thinking, I want to be a Christian, but I'm not a preacher. You're wrong. You're wrong. You may not be a pastor, but you're called to preach. What did Jesus say? He said, go into all the world and, and talk nice to everybody. No, He said, go into the world and preach. What? Preach the gospel. Preach it. Your life should preach. Your life should preach. Your word should preach. There ought to be something in you to preach to somebody. That word ought to be like fire. Shut up in your bones. And when you get enough of it in there, by God, you're going to want to say something. By God, you're going to want to shout. You're going to want to move. You're going to say, Holy, holy, holy is the Lamb of God. Oh my goodness. Is it hurt lit? Is it hurt yet? Oh, it's going to hurt. Y'all have to bear with me. Paul said, I press toward the mark. How hard have you been pressing? Hmm? How hard have you been pressing? You say, man, look, I don't do this. I don't do that. I used to do all that stuff before I got saved. I don't do it no more. I don't care. See, God didn't call you to not do that anymore. That, that is all secondary. You say, I'm a new Christian and God has really changed me. Well, what are you doing? Are you pressing? See, because Paul said that you need to press toward the mark. It didn't say hang on if somebody will tow you there. It said you need to press 
toward the mark. That means you need to get yourself straight. Y'all listen to me right now. I don't worry about everybody else. I don't give a flying flip what everybody else thinks about you or what you feel like you got to do for somebody else. What I'm trying to tell you today is that your relationship between you and God should be your most important thing. It doesn't matter what's on TV. It don't matter what your wife wants you to do or your husband or your kids. It don't matter how many baseball games you got to miss. The Word of God should be the most important thing in your life. I'm going to tell you all something about priorities. You see, my priority list is like this. God, family, ministry. God. Family, ministry. Now, does that mean that every time I want to do something for God, I have to do it before I do something else? No. But it means I ain't going to put off what I do for God to do something for my family. I ain't going to put off what God wants me to do to do something for ministry. Now, that don't sound sound right, does it? I'm going to tell you all something. There's a difference in my relationship with God in my ministry. There is a difference in what God called you to do in your relationship with God. Family falls in the middle. Man, I'm going to tell y'all, God convicted me over this. He's still convicting me over this. One of these days I'm going to learn it. One of these days I'm going to get it in my head and... That's going to be it. You ain't going to convince me otherwise. But it's a battle I fight. Y'all, I'm human. I'm not some, I don't know, I'm not an angel or I'm not something, some kind of perfect being yet. I'm human. And I guarantee y'all tonight, I'm going to be thinking it's time to watch TV. But y'all know what? God saw fit to give man enough knowledge to make this thing called a video recorder. (laughs) And do you realize that by the click of a button, that thing that was so important to me can be put off to any time. I don't even have to know when it's coming on. I schedule it to record and just whenever it shows up, it records. Isn't that amazing? So you see, it don't matter. When my time is 9 o'clock and this is God's time, it don't matter what's on TV. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing that God said, well, I see that this thing is becoming so important. So I'm going to give them a little bit of knowledge. We can postpone this thing till later on. See, there ain't nothing wrong with watching the TV show. But when it comes between you and God, and all of a sudden the only thing you can spew out to somebody is what Oprah said on TV the other day. There is a problem with that, people. There is a problem when the only insight you have to give somebody is what Dr. Phil said on his TV show. I'm going to tell you, them people don't know nothing. If what they tell you ain't based on the Word of God, it's fruitless fruitless. That means nothing will come from it. Nothing will come from it. There will be no benefit. I told y'all this is about time. Where is your time being spent? 
Look, I ain't up here today to tell y'all that you can't enjoy something. I am not up here to tell y'all that every waking minute of your life you need to have the Bible in front of you. I'm not stupid. I'm not stupid. I got work to do tomorrow, or not tomorrow morning, but Tuesday morning. I have a job to go to. Huh? People would think I was lost my mind if I walked around like this with a Bible all day trying to work on computers. They would think I was crazy. And they'd be right. There is a time and place for it. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. I am not ashamed of it. But let's be sensible about what we're doing. I'm not telling you you can't partake in the things of this world even. But I do know that the Word says friendship. Y'all listen. Friendship with the world is enmity with God. Friendship, let's put it in in English, today's English. Friendship with this world makes you an enemy of God. Oh, wait a minute. It means something a little different now, don't it? All of a sudden you understand what I'm talking about. Do you want to be an enemy of God? Do you want to be... Oh, wait a minute. Let me put it in a little bit different term you can understand. Do you want God opposing you? Oh, (laughs) see, if we think about this in the normal perspective, you say, well, that just means I don't have the favor of God. No, what that means is God opposes you. I don't want God on the other side. I don't want God on the other side opposing me. I want God on my side. The Word says, if God be for us, who can be against us? Nobody. And think about it on the other side. If God ain't for you, who can be? Nobody. Because He'd be opposing you then. He's against you. I don't want the wrath of God. I don't even want to be out of His favor. Okay? Now, now that I broke it down for you, where do you stand today? If any of y'all say everything's good, you're lying. You're lying. I'm going to tell you right now, look, this church needs to move. This church needs to move. There's a handful of people here understand what I'm talking about. There's a handful of people that say, I want to move. I'm pressing. I want to press. Help me. Show me what to do. Pray. I want to, I'm here. Available. And there's some of you that say, you know, I'm kind of just happy the way things have been going and that's good enough that ain't that ain't good enough y'all it ain't good enough you can live that way if you want to but I'm telling you I just like it when you missed that fresh fish fry yesterday it's your fault it's your fault you're missing out don't come to the preacher whining and pouting because God ain't moving in your life it ain't my problem I'll listen to you I'll pray with you but don't be all shook up when I tell you you need to get with God. You need to spend time with God. That Word needs to start burning in you. And it ain't going to burn in you unless you feed the fire. Unless you put a little kindling on it every now and then. Throw some Holy Ghost fuel on it every now and then. Let the ho- What? What? What did I say? The Holy Ghost. Y'all know what that is? When was the last time you you felt the Holy Ghost? 
Did y'all notice how I said, throw some Holy Ghost fuel on the fire? Paul told Timothy to stir up that gift that's within you. Stir it up. Just like a fire. You've got to stoke the fire every now and then. Sometimes you've got to throw some gasoline on it to get the old dead wood burning. I won't hardly start a fire without throwing some diesel or gasoline on it. I don't have the time, y'all. I know there's ways you can do all this special stuff and get it just right. I ain't got time for that. I'm going to throw some fuel on the fire. I'm the same way with God. God, I ain't doing nothing unless the Holy Ghost is here. God, I ain't capable of starting this fire unless the Holy Ghost is here. Look, y'all need to spend some time on your knees. Thank God. Thank God we got knees we can get down on. Y'all need to spend some time on your knees praying, God, send the Holy Ghost. God, I'm about to go to church. Let the Holy Ghost be there waiting on me. God, I'm fixing to go to work. I need the Holy Ghost with me today. Listen, why would I pray something so crazy like that? Because the Holy Ghost is my source of strength. That's my source of power. You feel weak and beat down in your life. You ain't spending enough time with God. You ain't asking Him the right questions. Quit praying for your boat. Asking God, come in. God, feed me. Feed me. Quit sucking on the bottle, y'all. Paul talked about that. I believe it was Paul. He said, you're still drinking milk when you should have been eating meat already. You should have been eating meat already. Y'all need to eat some meat. Man, I tell you what. If I had to get up and drink milk every morning and that was all I got, I wouldn't be worth a flip. Any of y'all that do any manual labor, which I don't do a whole lot of it, you can tell by looking at me. Any of y'all do any manual labor, you know you ain't going to get very far if you ain't got something to eat. You get out there for an hour or two, you're going to pass out. You've got to have some water and you've got to have some food, something with some substance to it. That's what the Holy Ghost is, y'all. You can get by on just a little dab every now and then. But that ain't enough for me. That ain't enough for me. If I was to walk in the house after getting home from work and my wife said, this is all we're having today is a salad, I'd look at her like she was crazy. That ain't enough. That ain't going to get me by. An hour from now, I'm going to be back in here looking for something. Now, how do you expect to get by in your life on just little piece of lettuce every now and then. Huh? If I don't preach to you, I don't know how else to say it. Everybody understands food. Everybody understands food. If you can't get by on nothing in your relationship with God, just a little piece of lettuce, man, that ain't nothing. That ain't going to get you nowhere. First sign of trouble, you're going to fall down, faint. Hmm? You got to get fed. You look. Don't just rely on me to feed you one time a week. If I had to eat one time a week, I'd look like some of these little bitty skinny kids around here. Y'all can tell I eat more than one time a week. Now look. Think. Now I'm serious. Think about this spiritually. Why? That don't even make sense, does it? Why would you eat one time a week? That don't make any sense. 
So your spiritual life, you ought to wake up tomorrow morning after you've been to church tonight, huh? Church on Sunday night. Yeah, there's services at 6 o'clock in case y'all wondering. You ought to wake up tomorrow morning saying, man, I'm kind of hungry. Spiritually, I'm kind of hungry. Huh? Spiritually, I'm kind of hungry. I need something to feed me a little bit. I need something so when I get to where I'm going today, no matter what I'm doing, I've got strength in the Holy Ghost. Power. Joy in the Holy Ghost. That's what the Word said. Joy in the Holy Ghost. You can get by on a little bit if you want to, but like I told you, that's your fault. You're missing out. That ain't enough for me. So because of that, I've got to put off the TV shows. I've got to put off all the other things I enjoy doing until i made time for God. Once I've made my time, don't y'all sell God short. Look now, I'm going to tell y'all right now, 30 minutes into it, you're going to be like, man, that's probably enough. That's probably good enough for tonight. We'll, we'll do some more tomorrow. It's, I'm going to go ahead and watch this show now. Guys, God gives you His best. And we give Him whatever we have left over. Look, 30 minutes a day, I don't even know the math. That's such a small percentage of, of the time you have awake. I ain't talking about the whole time. I'm talking about the time you have awake. 30 minutes. And you can't do that. I can't either sometimes, can I? Man, I'm sorry. That's pathetic. That Listen, this is the God of the universe. My Father, my Master, my Savior. And I give Him just whatever I can scrounge up. Oh, ten minutes, man, I'm sleeping. Read the Bible for ten minutes, I'm about to pass out. Why? Because I waited till the end of the day. I waited till the last little bit I had left. Okay, God, I'm going to press a little. And trip. Fall right back into where I was. You see, because all I gave him was what I had left. That ain't what the Bible teaches, is it? The Bible teaches to give him your first fruits. The Bible teaches to give him the best you have. Huh? Y'all look in the Old Testament. You may not have ever read it. Look in the Old Testament and you see how they did them sacrifices. They went and they, they looked at them little sheep or goats or whatever and they said, not good enough. Not good enough. Oh, wait a minute. There's the best one right there. And you know, heaven forbid, they actually might have had that one set aside. Huh? They had him set aside because they already had picked him out. And they said, yeah, that's the best one. We're going to set that one aside for God. Man, that hurts me, y'all. That hurts. I don't know how many times I might as well have just spit in the face of Jesus because all I gave him was that little bit. And I thought I had done him a favor. I thought I had done him a favor because, oh, I'm doing the right thing and I'm going to read my Bible before I go to bed. I ain't doing it for him. It ain't got nothing to do with Him. 
It's got to do with, do I want to receive something from Him? Do I want to have His Word in me so I can use it to help somebody? Do y'all not care about anybody else? Does the Word say go into the world and preach the Gospel? That takes preparation. That takes commitment. It takes desire. Desire for what? To see people saved. You want this church to move forward? Why? So we get a bigger building and more seats to fill? I ain't concerned about how many people's here. I'm going to preach the same way if there's five or ten. I could care less. The problem is, I don't see me moving the way I need to. I don't see me pressing the way I need to. And I guarantee you, you get a handful of people in this church to start pressing. Oh... You get some people start pressing toward the mark that Jesus set for us, that high, oh, unattainable by natural means. Unattainable by natural means, but nonetheless, I'm going to press toward the mark. You see, because there ain't no other reason why I should look behind me. I can't do nothing with the stuff I've already done. I don't care if it was a victory. You can try to relive them victories and it won't do nothing for you. But you go out there and make some new victories. And every now and then you look back and say, Okay, I'm keep going. See, that's the way you ought to move. Don't take no thought for that stuff behind you. You might have screwed up. You might have just totally made a shamble of everything in your life. It doesn't matter. Where are you at right now? Where are you at right now? Now look ahead of you and see where you need to go. See where you need to go. Start pressing toward the mark. That don't happen just by living a daily life, y'all. It don't happen by just living a daily life. You've got to get up and say, Oh, today is the day that the Lord has made. Today is the day. See, this, this means something. It's not just a song we sing. Today is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice. See, this is against what my flesh wants to do. I will rejoice and be glad in it. It didn't say I feel like rejoicing and being glad in it. It said I will rejoice and be glad. It doesn't matter how I feel. It doesn't matter what happens to me. It doesn't matter how many times somebody tells me how stupid or ugly I am. I don't care because I'm going to rejoice and be glad in this day. See, that's the attitude you need to have as a Christian. Why? Well, because it makes you feel good, y'all. No, that ain't why. Because see, your goal ought to be reaching somebody for the kingdom of God every day. Every day. Don't, don't say yourself short and say, well, maybe at least once a month. Every day. Set a high mark. See, people today have set these low goals for the kids and you see the evidence of it. You see the evidence, well, that's okay, little one. You're doing all right. They ain't doing good. Don't lie to them kids. Make them stretch. Make them work. Make them try to achieve something that's unattainable. Because you know they might do it. They might surprise you. Now look in your spiritual life. You might surprise yourself. You start stretching towards something. You say, man, there ain't no way I can do that. You're probably right. But you get a little bit of the Holy Ghost in you and all of a sudden it ain't you anymore. 
that has to worry about it. You turn it over to God and see what happens all of a sudden. You start communing with Him and saying, Father, I love you. Y'all, He likes to hear that. Father, I love you. Thank you for everything you've done for me. Oh, let me do something for you. Y'all ever had somebody tell you that? Oh, I just love you so much. Let me do something for you. Let me make you a pie or, or let me come over and mow your grass. You ever had anybody do something like that for you just because they love you? You love to hear it, don't you? Even if you don't get them to do it, it just makes you feel good. God ain't no different. Tell him, Father, let me do something for you. Oh, man, I'm going to tell you all right now, does it not only bless him, it will bless you. You start doing something for God, and all of a sudden the blessings of God come into your life, and you're like, oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Y'all, if y'all think this ain't possible, if y'all don't understand where I'm at today, I'm going to tell you just as blunt as I know how, get the whole other mess out of your life and get you a taste of the Holy Ghost. Get a little bit of the Holy Ghost in you and the priorities in your life will change all of a sudden. Man, y'all can look at me like that if you want to. I'm telling you the truth today. I'm telling you the truth. Get a taste of it. See if it ain't good. Y'all ever had somebody tell you that? Here, try this. And you know, I, don't, I, don't like, I don't like that. No, taste it. It's good. And you say, no, I don't want none. I tried it 15 years ago. I don't like it. And you're sitting there with the best thing ever in your hand and they just, no. I'm telling y'all today, the Holy Ghost is good. It ain't nothing to be ashamed of. I don't care if people look at me like I'm crazy. It don't matter. Because I know what's good. I know what's, what's uh, not corrupted. I know the pure thing. And that's the Holy Ghost in my life. 